This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Now, be sure to watch Chris... And Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Fox fans, how the devil are we? Welcome along. It's Tuesday night. It's seven o'clock. We normally, normally in the past few weeks, be doing a European show, but we're kind of out of that. We should be talking about Leicester City versus Rangers. What a game that would be! Just given Josh <laughs> the pleasure of running, of well, of hosting the uh, European show with me. As soon as we give it to Josh, we get knocked out. Maybe there's something in that. So what we're going to do today, we've got a special on today. And you can catch us on the three normal places. Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube. And please give that subscribe button a little click and uh, follow us. That would be great. Facebook, Leicester Till I Die Live. And Twitter and Periscope, um, at Leicester TID. Like I say, a bit of a special one um, this uh, this week, tonight. We're going to be looking at the Premier League season so far. Start off by looking at it for Leicester and then a general look and see how, uh, how we're doing. It's been a bit of a funny season, all in all, uh, with everything that's gone on. Um, not sort of, well, there's a lot of uh, things that we weren't expecting. So we're going to be talking through that with Josh. And tonight we have a special guest with us. Uh, for those of us of a certain age like me, uh, and he hasn't changed a bit, I'll tell you, <laughs> changed a bit. Richard Smith. Um, for those of you that are, are, are of a younger age, um, he played for us. Well, he came through the youth system, and he looks about 18 there. He came through the youth system and played 98 times for Leicester. 
uh, from 88 to 96 uh, under, I think it was four different managers, Pleat, Little, McGee and O'Neill, from the ridiculous to the sublime, let's put it that way around, with those managers, and um, went on um, to uh, well, Grimsby Town he, he played for as well. So we're going to say hello, and let me just get rid of that and bring Richard in. Good evening, Richard. How are you? Good evening, Chris. Yeah, really good, thank you. Good, good. You haven't changed a bit? Very kind of you. I, I don't <laughs> see myself in the same light, but uh, no, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, you just got as as, uh, as, uh, as as fearful as you were then to any uh, to any attacker. Anyway, let's bring <laughs> let's bring Josh in and say good evening, Josh. Our our unlucky charm when it comes to Europe. Two shows and we're out. What have you done to us, mate? Yeah, good evening, chaps. Um, I don't know. I think if we are, if we are to make Champions League next year, maybe uh, maybe sack me off that show. I would. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, no, I'm only joking. How's that? You got shaved, I see. You did have the shave. I did. Um, I regretted stating that I would had we won the game, and then you know we we all know what happened on Saturday. So I'm a man of my word. Um, I had a trim on the uh, on the Sunday morning. It's growing back now, though. So hopefully we'll uh, back to full length within the next couple of weeks. I'm going to say, I'm just going to put you on solo layout there, just so people can see your beauty. And yeah. See the, it's, like, it's like a baby's bottom, isn't it? It's definitely, I'd say, I'd say it's shaved, it's shaved a few years off me. Um, I don't really like it, though. I think my missus weren't keen on the big bit. Then, then as soon as I shaved it off, she said she weren't keen on uh, on this look either, so I can't win either way, really. <laughs> hey, you never can with women, can you? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Richard, Josh made the silly thing. They were, we were playing that badly on, uh, I don't know if you saw the game at the weekend. The first half was awful. And uh, he said, if we win this, I'll, I'll, I'll shave my beard off. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I'm loving the tattoo, by the way, Josh. Love the tattoo. Ah, cheers, mate. Thank you. Ah, that's very good artwork. Yeah, I like that. Thank you, you see, very much. Appreciate that. That's the difference. Josh has some really, really, really good tattoos. I just have chat shit get banged. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got, got me in the sun, and it wasn't as a page seven fellow either, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to say good evening to the bronze plumber. Hello, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, Liam. Doing a nice little bit of fancy artwork there, uh, LCFC. Nice to have you along. Um, leave a like, everyone. That would be great, Liam. Thanks very much for saving that. David Gamble, good evening, David. I'm sure David, knowing David as I do, that he'll remember you, Richard. And we have, as always, our Villa fan who really, 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 really wants to be a Leicester fan, Stefan. How are you doing, Stefan? How did Villa get on at the weekend? Oh, it's Monday night. Mmm. Yeah, let's not go there for you. <laughs> right. So, no match this week because, like I say, we should have been playing Rangers, but we've had that little pleasure taken away from us. So, we're going to have a look at um, our season so far and how we're doing. So, I'm going to come to you first, if I can do, um, Richard, and what your highlight of the season so far has been. There we go. Philbert with the balloons there. It's not been a bad season. What would you say has been your highlight so far? Oh, there's been there's quite a few, isn't it? To be honest with you, but I think it's for me. It's the consistency of the team at the moment that is the highlight for me. It's that it is that consistency, and um, I know we've had a few uh, defeats at, at late, but I think the first half of the season was absolutely just brilliant to watch, and I'm just loving the consistency that that Brendan's brought to the squad. Um, and I just feel it's it's we've got that benchmark now, and we've mm. set that standard. And if we can keep that consistency, you know, for me, it's top four all day long at the minute. I mean, Richard, and that's even more amazing when you come to think of how depleted the team has been. And you know, sometimes Brendan hasn't had a choice of who he can play in certain position. It's been a case of like, you know, if you're not on the treatment table, stick your hand up and you'll get you know, you'll get a game. So Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. it's it's too late, isn't it, with the with the injuries. It's recently 
kind of caught up with us and we're starting to see that that creep into the um well to, to affect the squad as it is. But you know, the players that keep coming in and you know, yeah. in the shows he, he's showing signs now of, of consistency, which we haven't seen for for such a long time. Um and I just think the longer these these kind of players keep getting the chance, it's only going to benefit the squad long term. Yes. Indeed. And you know, we we you say you know some people might look at that and go consistency. We, we we've started losing, but we haven't lost. I mean, yes, all right, over the season we've possibly lost sort of seven, but we're no worse than a lot of teams or you know, so-called big teams. And when you look up until the recent couple of losses, and we're back to winning ways now, albeit maybe sort of a, a bit lucky, we yeah. you know, we, we we haven't lost in fifteen. Oh, exactly. But I mean when I when I mean by consistency, I mean we're the only side to stay in the top four, the only club, you know, to stay in the top four all season. So for yeah. me that is consistency, you know. Yes. You've got to look at the bigger picture the whole season. I know we're not finished yet, but you know, we're three quarters of the way through. Um and for us to be the only side who's been in the top four all season, for me that is consistency, yeah. Well, let, let's hope um, it doesn't jinx it and we stay there now yeah, and exactly. <laughs> not do a, a repeat of last season. Josh, what about yourself? What, what's what been your highlight so far this season? Uh, for me, one of them was was going to be what you've said about um, the, the, the strength and depth we've had so far and the, the players that have come in have all done a, a, a massive job for us. And as, as Richard said, you know, to, to be in the top four since since the ball was kicked for us all season, if, you know, you, you'd sort of... I think if, you, if you'd have said that to any Leicester fan 10 years ago, they, they, they wouldn't believe you, really. And I don't think any... You know, you'd think you're bloody mad. Um, also, I think the fact that we've we've done so well against the so-called big six this season as well. Um, we've had some cracking results, whereas, you know, last season, obviously, we got turned over by... Uh, Man City, Liverpool, um, you know, United, Spurs. It's it's nice to see that we can we can sort of go toe to toe with them bigger teams now, and sort of they so other fans sort of see us as in the same bracket as the as the so called big six. That's that's been a big highlight for me going into them sort of games and thinking, you know, what we've got a massive chance to get a result today. That, that's been a that's been a massive massive highlight for me this season. I think early on in the season, up until just recently, for me. And going back when we won the championship, I nearly said Champions League then, that would have been a fraudulent slip. Going back to the season we won the championship, whenever we went into one of those games and we went behind, I never felt we weren't going to get something from the game. You know, you know, and a number of times we did go behind and we always came, came back and we only lost three games all season. But for me, two things really, sort of, it, it's the fact that I've got that feeling at the start of the season. You know, we no matter how bad we played in the first half, you know, we, we seem to play better. You know, if we could have just played all our games in the second 45 minutes, we'd probably be top of the league and running away with it. But, you know, for me, and I don't know if you guys got that feeling at all earlier in the season. I did. Um, I think sort of... Uh... I know, especially going into the first game against West Brom, for me, that would be a potential banana skin, really. Um, especially with the amount of players without injured and, you know, the bounce of a, a newly promoted team coming up and you're sort of thinking, we might, you know, looking at games, then you obviously at Burnley after that, you're sort of thinking, well, where are we going to get this first win from, really? But like you say, I think, I think with, with the way... With the way we started, you know, we started the season and what we're coming into the last 10 games. Um, and as Richard said, you know, being in the top four, all season, not slipped out of it yeah. once. Um, it's still nerve wracking to say the least, but you'd, you'd like to think that um, we'll hopefully this season we'll uh, we'll get the job done this time. Yeah. And just Richard, for me again, it's the young players that have come through. They've you know they've not let us down. You know we, we've you know JJ, he, he you know he's come through quicker than we probably would have wanted him to, and. For me, he's been like the player of the season. But when we've called upon the, the youngsters, um, you know, uh, they've played so well and it, it bodes well for the future. Definitely, yeah. I mean, it, we all know the, the squads need to be 
deep with strength, if you like, don't they? Every squad that's yeah. in the Premier League now, it, to be able to achieve anything, you've got to have that strength in depth. And we've always struggled with that, I think, to be honest with you, up until Brendan's come in. Um, and he's started to, to really build... Um, a real strong squad, if I'm honest with you. I think we're still we we all know that we're still quite a few players short of where we want to be um, in certain areas. But you know, for the likes of Fafana that's come in at uh, what is he 19, 20? Um, yeah. I mean, what a signing that's been. And I think maybe he's been put into it earlier than anticipated. But he's just you know he's took to duck to duck to water in that position. He's been fantastic to watch. And you touched on JJ there. I mean, such a shame with his injury, but I think he would have been up for some kind of award this season throughout the Premier League. Um, yes. You know, it's it's fantastic to see. Um, but we've still got the old heads. I mean, Albrighton still putting in a shift. You know, he's still, still yes. consistent. We know what we're going to get from him. And I think that blend that we're getting now from the squad, you know, I think it's just give us that consistency, which I keep going on about. You know, it's... It's there. It's just we need them. Them injuries. Everybody's had injuries, aren't they? But you know, yes. it's who, who can deal with them the best. Liam there says, "Imagine James Justin for Farner Barnes indeedy in three years." I mean, if we can hold on to these players, uh, Richard, it you know, even if it all does kind of fall apart this season, it's it's, it's a lot to look forward to. Oh, unbelievable! Yeah, I mean, them, them names there that he's just listed is. Um, yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? The de development for them players, if they stick with Brendan, because um, he is the type of manager that, that can coach young players and bring them through, mm. um, if they stick around for a few more years, uh, it's really exciting for us. Um, Madison as well, you know, it's, I know oh, he's, he's, yeah. he's at the top. He seems like he's on the top of his game now, but it, the development, he can still get better. Yeah. Okay, moving on then, you know, we're all gushing and how well we're doing here, but there's been a couple of low lights. I'm, I'm going to sort of uh, get my friend Homer in there. Um, <laughs> the alpha low lights or loser, whichever way you, you, you want to look at it. But for me, I, I'll kick this one off. And I think it was going out of Europe, having got, you know, done so well. And, you know, we, I know we clung on to get into the Europa League, but I think that was possibly where we belonged this this season. Um, the Champions League might have been a bit too early for us. But Josh, coming to you, for me, it was the way, not the fact that we went out, because I don't know whether we would have won, the, won it at all, but it was the way we went out. That was the low light for me, was we, we went out with a whimper. I'm with you on that, mate. That was, that, that, <clears throat> excuse me, that was going to be my low light. Um, and we battled and... Played a lot better than we did. It, it, it wouldn't have been a low light, really. But I, as, as you say, Chris, it's it's the way we played. Even at, even at goal down, there was just no urgency. We didn't really look like we were we were that desperate to get back into the game. And uh, mm. I mean, I don't know. It's, it, there's been a, there's been a lot of football played this season. So I mean, and I think the last few weeks, the players have really started to look a lot more tight. Especially you know, players like Yuri Tielemans, who's played. The majority of games for us. I don't know how we're still going to be honest. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's I, I agree with you. It we're going out of Europe the way we did, and I, I'm with you on that 100. I think I, I wasn't disappointed that we went out. Obviously, you want to go as far as you can, but it, it was the way we went out that that really made me maybe disappointed more than anything. Yeah, Richard, your your any low lights for the season? I mean, I totally agree with you guys. Yeah, the way we would, went out in the um, the Europa was was you know it's disappointing to get that far. But I mean, I mean this is coming from an ex-player myself who, who's been through a lot of injuries in my career, and I and I kind of feel for the players who are going through this now, especially especially JJ um, for how well he was doing and how well he was playing in form of his life. Um, to suffer such an injury like that, which is going to set him back quite a way. And, and you know, um, um, also with uh, Pereira as well, you know, it's, um, it's, it, it, 
I feel for them, in all honesty. And, and for me, that's that's low for me because I understand what those players went through yeah. um, and what they're going through and then the, the amount of time and the rehabilitation it's going to take them to get back to where they need to. Um, but, yeah, it's other than the Europa, the injuries, I know everybody else is having injuries as well, um, but obviously we focus on our team. And yeah. for me, that's the downside. And is that because... So many games in short space of time, you know, the, the players are not having enough time to recover. And yes, they should be fit enough, this, that and the other, and they get paid X amount. But you know what? The human beings aren't they, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, low point for me is injuries. That was going to be my next question, actually, is that because it's not just one team. Like normally, you know, Man City say it. They think, oh, come on, you got enough money to have, you know, two first team squads out there. But, you know... <sighs> We only had a short pre-season, Josh. A lot of games in there. I think we may have touched on this before. It, it's it's not a normal season and everybody's suffering the injuries and it probably is too much in too short. It's like playing tournament football week in, week out, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? It's nice to actually have a midweek sort of off. And not, not yeah. say not. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll watch Leicester every day of the week if it if it comes to it. But it's it's nice to literally have like yeah, a bit, a bit of a break during the week, and um, hopefully it gives the lads a bit more time to recover. And against Sheffield United at the weekend, with their uh, you know the performance might be might be slightly better than what it has been recently. Like like I say, I think it's literally because the players are absolutely like it's completely shattered. And as Richard said, you know, because with the we had that many injuries that we've had to we've had to have players like Yuri like Yuri and. Um, other sort of players that, that have had to play no matter what, really, regardless. Um, it, is, it has been a strange old season. Um, whether we'll see the likes of it again, I, I hope not personally, purely for the fact that, you know, injuries to not only ourselves and other teams, it's um, it's definitely affected the way the league's, the league's been. Um, it, it's, it's been weird and like you say, it's, it, there seems to be that much football and like, it's, you know, because we have the Europa League campaign and um, League Cup, we went out early, but, you know, been in FA Cup, there's been more midweek Premier League games than there has been since I can remember. So it's, um, it's, it's been pretty relentless, definitely. Yeah, obviously, um, I, I'm going to make the, the pun, but I'll probably come back to it later, but uh, under was underperforming this season. <laughs> Richard, can I ask you as an ex-player, does it annoy you when people say, and I used to say this more so than I, than I do now, I think I probably understand it more, but and you, you alluded to the point before, is that, you know, come on, you're on all this, well, players these days certainly are on all this money now, you're only playing 90 minutes on a Wednesday, 90 minutes on a Saturday, you know, you shouldn't be getting tired, you know, these guys work down the pit and this guy works 70 hours a week at the hospital, it is different. Did that used to annoy you as a player, if you heard that? Um, I guess it, well, yes, it would do if you was a player because you know how, personally, you know how much you put into each session and each game. You know, you, you don't leave anything out on the pitch. You put everything in. Um, and for the games to be on such a fast turnaround, these are elite, elite sportsmen. You know, they're, they're at the top of their game and they're so finely tuned now that that extra bit of stress that they get put on their bodies, I know they get all monitored and data, um, you know, everything comes from that now. But I said, the human beings, you know, there's only so much the body can take. Where, like Josh has just pointed out, it's nice to have this week where we've got a bit of a recovery period. Albeit it's, only, it's a week where, you know, maybe we're used to having two weeks off, three weeks off. It's, you know, you're just not getting it. But, um, you know the players; they'll just they'll do whatever they can. You know they'll do they'll put their heart out there and um, they'll give it all they can. And that's I think that's just showing why the injuries are have been increased this year. Well, I think that showed against Brighton. They hadn't had the game midweek. We had, and, and I think it did uh, did did catch up with us. Moving on again now, let's have a look at the uh, the, the next section we're going to cover. And I've, well, I've put overperforming players there, and I probably worded it wrong, but players, and for me, I mean, I mentioned him once already, JJ, he stands out like a like a shining beacon in, in how, you know, the sort of season he's had. Um, Josh, come to you with this one first. 
players that have sort of stood out for you this season? Uh, you took one of my answers there. I was going to say, James Justin, not that last season, you know, when he, when he played a lot of football, football for his last season, obviously, because we had Chilwell out for a long time and um, <clears throat> Ricardo obviously got, got injured. Um, like I say, he, he, he performed well last season for us, but I didn't really expect him to jump up in performance this season like he did. And like you said earlier, Chris, for me, up until his injury, he was, he was our main player. Um, dangerous going forward, really good in defence. Um, and he, he were, for me, one of the first names on, on the team sheet. And you said that at the start of the season when, you know, you sort of wait for Ricardo to come back. We brought Castagna in. If you'd have said to me that I'd be saying that months down the line that James Justin was one of our more important players, again, I, I, prob I prob probably wouldn't have believed you. Um, so Justin's definitely up there. Um, I think as well, Harvey Barnes, again, last season, he did well for us. But I think, um, unfortunately, again, you know, we, we're talking about injuries all the time here, but up until his injury, again, he, he was another he was another massive important player for us. And the fact that he's, you know, he's going to, looks like he's going to be out for a long time is, is massively disappointing. Um, so, yeah, for me, James Justin and Harvey Barnes, but it's not doing a disservice to them at all. It's, because last season they, they did more than a good job for us, but this season they've just gone on to a much a much better level, which, you know, yeah. you think Harvey Barnes got in the England squad and then, look, you know, it looked like James Justin might have got called up for the Euros as well. So it's a massive shame. So for me, it's definitely them too. Yeah, I, I would agree. Like you say, it's a different level. Richard, agree or you got somebody else in mind? I totally agree with what Joss has said. Yeah, you can't fault those two guys. But for me, another, another name I want to put in there, just because I know how difficult this position is to get into, is, is Fafana to come straight into that position yeah. from nowhere. Um, I mean, I don't know what he was like at his previous club. We didn't really, you know, we, we never saw any of that. But yeah. for me, he's just slotted in like he's been there forever, you know. It's been a breath, <laughs> breath of fresh air to watch. Yeah. He, he is. I mean, like I say, another one that we wouldn't have expected, and he wouldn't have expected to play as much as he played so soon. They sort of gently sort of, blend him in, so to speak. But, you know, it was a case of throwing him at the deep end and, boy, as, as he swam. And I'm, I'm going to add another one in, the, in here that if you'd asked me this at the start of the season, I, I, I would have laughed at her. I would not have even have said this. But it's a player that we signed that I was so excited when we signed him. It's been a huge disappointment, but then hasn't really been given the chance but Inacho, these last few games, he's stepped up to the mark. Vardy isn't scoring. You can't leave Vardy out because, you know, he, he can have a bad 89 minutes and he just needs that one minute to, to, to score. But I just think, like I say, these last few games, he's really, really stepped up to the challenge. Would, would you agree, Richard? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I'm so pleased for him. I am so pleased because he... I know sometimes it looks like he isn't trying how he has done in the past, but uh, as a you know, I believe that he is, and he just seems to have found that a spark there. Uh, whether that's because he's been playing consistently, he's been getting a bit more game time. He scored a wonderful goal the other night, and against uh, was it Burnley? Nacho scored. Was it, was yes. it Burnley he scored against as well? Yeah, I think um, it was. Yeah. yeah. You know, them two, the last two goals he scored have been fantastic. And that should yeah. give him loads of confidence. Loads of confidence. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been great to watch. And, Josh, he got a, he got your favourite type of goal from a corner against Brighton in the Cup. He did. And, I mean, I think Nacho has his doubters amongst, amongst especially our fans. Um, but I've said to you before, Chris, when it's a purple patch, the goals will come and... You know, it's it's evident at the minute, and he seems to be thriving, especially playing alongside um, Vard's up top. I think they definitely work better as a two, or Inacho plays better as a two with Vard. Yeah, um, he's, he's 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 been superb, and you know, as you say, his goal against Burnley in um, midweek was incredible, and then he's got his goal on Saturday as well. At first, I genuinely thought he might have took it too far and took an extra touch, but sort of lift it over the keeper the way he did shows how confident he is at the minute and long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was a case, I thought that when, when he was, I think, you know, just, just kick it, but he was literally waiting for the goalkeeper to commit. And Liam, I don't think we did ignore how good Harvey Barnes is. I think we, we mentioned him 
and, and Josh, uh, Josh spoke highly of him. Uh, Tony, good evening, Tony. How the devil are you, sir? Vardy hasn't scored for 13 games and he was given the goal against Liverpool. But you've got to, you can't not put Vardy on. I'm sorry, you know, he, he, he just keeps the defence busy and, and he only needs a minute. He only needs a minute and you know he can turn the game for you. Again, you can probably guess what's going to come now. Having looked at the overperforming players, let's have a look at the, uh, no pun intended for, for under, but the underperforming players. I've gone for two here. Uh, you can probably guess um, the first one. Uh, I think it needs no explanation. That's Perez. I don't think he's lived up to his price tag. Brendan obviously likes something about him, uh, Richard. But he's just, for me, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I don't. You may see something in him as a next player that that, that we don't. Um, but for me, like I say, I know he's injured now, and I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But you know, he just he he hasn't delivered. No, I think you're right there, Chris. Yeah, um, it, it's always difficult to to kind of put players down, but he hasn't. He, he has got quality. I've seen quality in him at times. So you can see flashes of it, but for whatever reason, he's just not fitting in. And he's, I don't know, it just, it looks like he's, his work ethic and um, his contribution is just not up to scratch for where we are. Um, yeah. I don't know whether he needs to go out somewhere and get some game time, somebody else, mm. and then, you know, find some form. But at the moment, yeah, he's struggling. And anybody else would you say under that or no? I mean, no, I'm with you on that. I just singled one player out myself. Um, I yeah. think everybody else has had a part to play uh, to where we are today. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just stick with Perez for now. Yeah, Josh, I'd also unfairly, perhaps, or fair, I don't know, it's all about opinions football, isn't it? And we spoke earlier about Soyunchu. Um, he, he, since he's come back from injury, for me, he's not the player that he was last season. But obviously, the formation has changed. But who, who have you gone for in this in this uh, section? Again, he's, he's, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go with you, lads. Um, for me, Chris, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll like Iosi Perez, and I, I think he, he's he, when he perform when, when he performs well and he's on his game, I think he's a good player for us. Um, I think the, for the money we paid for him, he he, he, ain't, he hasn't lived up to the price tag. And I'd begrudgingly say that because I do really like him. But again, it's, you know, like Richard said, everybody sort of this season has sort of really contributed towards where we are. And for the games he's played, Perez, he hasn't done enough for me. And I, like, like I say, I do I do hate six. I do really like him. I, I want it to work out. I want it to work out for him with us. But um, he's just, he's not, I mean... <laughs> I've argued the question before, you know, I've said many a time, well, we don't play him in his usual position, you know, he's more of a central player rather than a, rather than a right winger. But when we played him sort of as a centre attacking mid and we played him up front for a couple of games, he's still not really done anything. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's got to be Perez, unfortunately. And I think he's he's also tried to play him when, when Madison was injured in that Madison role, uh, Josh. But, he, you know, he hasn't done that perhaps coming back apparently he's he's you know he'll be the next player back he he's you know he, he's below Pratt and he's below for me now in that show as well yeah and I know we said the week when um it, when Perez started over Nacho and we thought Nacho's time were done with us to be honest with you yeah. um it, again it's it's sad. I think I think when he comes back he's he, you know he's still, he's still got parts playing as, as you said I think Brendan sees something in him um I don't think you can never knock his work right he, he works hard for the team I feel and he, he you know he tracks back a lot and does a lot of running but I, I think the way you look at it this season is literally every single player's put a shift in just the same and they're performing a lot better so I don't really think he can you don't really think he can survive on work rate alone anymore so yeah, he's, he's Perez for me, unfortunately. But I hope, I hope he could come back and prove me wrong. We, well, we hope, we all hope that with Leicester players, you know, always. So, Richard, Leicester, we, I'm, I'm worried that we're about to go the same way as last season and, and finish with it with a bit of a whimper and, and lose the place at the end. But 
what what can we achieve in your eyes? What can we achieve this season? I hope not, Chris. You know, I hope it's not going to peter out like it did last year. But yeah, um, you know, if we can maintain some of this consistently and grind out results such as you know the Burnley draw, you know, it wasn't pretty, but we got a point. Um, and then the Brighton win at the weekends. If we can grind out results like that, while we we slowly get the players coming back, then Champions League is most definitely. You know, I'll be disappointed if we don't make that. In all honesty, I will be disappointed. Um, so yeah, for me, Champions League is got to be a real possibility. <laughs> That's yeah. what we've got to go for. You know that that is. For the position that we've got ourselves in, into and the consistency that we've shown all season up until this point, if we can just get a few more players back now, get that strength back in the squad and, you know, find a little bit of form again, there's no reason why we can't. We've got a, we've got a, a tough run in now, haven't we, the next few games, you yeah. know, so that, that I think come to the end of them next three or four games, we'll have a better idea, I guess. And Josh, we can't miss out two seasons running, or can we? What do you think we can achieve? Hopefully, we'd have learned from last season. Um, as I've said, as I said, and I said to you before the before the Brighton game, I'm, I'm sort of happier in the position we are this season with teams only a certain amount of points behind us, because hopefully it will spur us on a bit more and give us a bit more drive to go into every game, sort of thinking well, we can't take us foot off the gas here. Um, I've said to you before, start of this season for me, because we had the Europa League on, um, I thought anywhere in the top eight and a good Europa League run, maybe a good cup run in the FA Cup, which again, we've got to the quarter, so we've, we've sort of nailed that. Um, that would have been a good season for me. Um, but having, you know, been, like, like we keep saying this in the show, not being out of the top four all season, it, it to finish any to finish anywhere lower than fourth now, it, it'd be a massive, massive disappointment. Um, but you know what? I, I think we could take a lot of we could take a lot of heart from you know we've been again we've been in the question of people saying to people in the media and that saying you know you know can can Leicester crack that top four? And again, we this season regardless we've had another we've had another real good go at it. So hopefully we could just be we could be as consistent season on season now and at least at least being being the question each year so yeah anywhere i'd say anywhere in the top 4 is 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 absolutely amazing and hopefully we can we can see it out this year and neither of you have mentioned it so i'm going to ask you as a direct question richard first of all can we win the fa cup always the bridesmaid never the bride leicester city <laughs> yeah, well, of course we can win it. Um, I don't think we will, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's them one-offs again, isn't it? It's, it's who turns up on the day. Yeah, the, the cup games you'll remember from the Brian Little the <laughs> playoff finals. You know, yeah. it, it, yes, we, it I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a bet on it personally this year, but you know. No I think if we probably, yeah, Josh, if we didn't have as many injuries, possibly, um, you know, if we had the full strength goal, which we haven't, can we win it? I'd like to think so again, but I think you've got to look at the teams, you know, like United, they're going to be favourites for it. I think, you know, the thought of Man City could possibly win a quadruple, so they're going to be right up for winning winning that as well. Um yeah. We're a bit unfortunate, you know. With this, this, I hate to say, the sort of better teams than us left in left in the uh, left in the competition. But you know, you never you know. You get you get past Man United in the next round, and then you go into the semis, and anything can happen. So I think we can, but unfortunately, I don't think we actually will. <laughs> Stefan, I don't know what you quite mean by this, but apparently, you'll be going in Sophie live for a bit. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> Stefan. Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> is, is that a bit like uh, Babe Station? Is it Sophie Station? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. He's a Villa fan. He could mean anything, couldn't it? You know what? <laughs> um, Rob here is saying, um, "How long is Madison out for?" I'm, I'm not sure. I've not heard anything. Um, and um, sorry, the Tony said that. Sorry, um, 
Rob McFly, I agree, can only go one way onto his left foot, easy to mark. Um, I think that was the Perez replying to the Perez comment. So we, we all seem to think we're going to get top four. So fingers crossed that uh, that's how it will work out. Um, Brendan, we love him and he frustrates and we love him in equal measures. Um, he obviously knows a lot more about football because then, or certainly than me and Josh, because a number of times we sit there and go, well, the Brighton game, like, what the hell is he doing with that team? And then he pulls off a win. You know, he knows a lot more. Richard, will he be with us next season or will he be poached by a bigger club? And if he is, if he is approached, will he will he go, do you think? Um, he's always going to get interest, isn't he, because of his... Uh... Of the, you know his coaching style and, and what he's brought to Leicester now, he's put himself right in the shop window. But um, for me, he's still got a job to do. He's a he, he seems the type of manager who has a project. You know, to come and work for a club like Leicester City in the position they're in at the moment, this has got to be one of the best jobs in football. It's got to be. Um, hmm. So I don't think personally that Brendan will be going anywhere. I think he's got a good few seasons yet. Um, and he wants to build on what he's, he's already built, you know, continue that success. And uh, Brad, uh, Brad, what am I saying? Josh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've been called worse in your time. <laughs> Brad's the one with hair. You're the one with no hair. Um, yeah, that's it. Same question to you. Are we, have we got Brendan long-term? Or, or if he's approached, do you think he would go? I bloody hope we've got him long term because, as Richard said, you know he's he's sort of he's building something with us here, and the team is building. He's sort of building around certain players. You know, I think he spoke he, he speaks so highly of Jamie Vardy, and obviously he sort of tries to play to his strengths. Um, for me, he's he's a he's a not only that, but I think if he's here for the next couple of seasons, he's just he's just going to be a massive. He's, he's a massive part of the club now, but. Hmm. If he is to go, and he, he, I think I don't, really, I don't, I don't believe he sees us as a stepping stone because I think we are now sort of that that established as a club. Um, God forbid he does ever leave for whatever reason. If he does go to you know a, a Spurs or you know a, a, an Arsenal, Chelsea, just such further down the line, then you can't begrudge him that because he, he is he is a top quality coach. But I think if he ever is to leave, um, we're sort of in a position now where we can and we will attract sort of big name managers as well. So. Yeah. I think all I can say is I, just, I hope he's with us for for a, a really long time because what what he's done for us so far has been outstanding. I think we can all say before we move on, the future is bright, the future is blue. To uh, coin a, an advertising phrase for a mobile phone, <laughs> um, and, and comment here. Um, from Brett. Hello again, Brett. How the devil are yourself and, and, and Mrs. O'Hearn? Uh, lovely picture, by the way. <laughs> I think Brendan realises a special club with the best employers. And also, I've got to say, the best facilities as well. Not many clubs have got training grounds like ours. But um, looking at the rest of the Premier League and teams here that we are looking at, the overperforming teams, if you like, teams that are doing better than we, we would have expected. I mean, I've got two, um, which um, basically are West Ham and Villa, both both the Claret in Blue teams. Um, and, you know, Villa doing a bit of a Leicester, having had a bad year, Richard, last, se or last season, a bad season. West Ham, you know, David Moyes was one of the favourites to get, you know, uh, sacked this season and he's doing really well. Would you agree with those two, or do you think there's other teams that have done equally as well, or, or overperformed uh, as well? I think, I think you're spot on there, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've put West Ham down myself. Traditionally, you know, a big club, aren't they? I say a big club, uh, history-wise, they're, they're a great yeah. tradition. Um, but for me, yeah, they are overperforming from from the David Moyes standards, because I I'm really not a big Moyes fan. I'm really not. I'm not, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know exactly. Well, I can't put my finger on it, but I just don't like him as a, as a manager. And um, but I take my hat off to him that 
you know, they're performing at the moment. And, um, yeah, it's good to see, though. It is good to see. He speaks very highly about you, Richard. Sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> Brett, you've said, um, you see, Everton, uh, Brett, you said West Ham, you've also said Everton, but for me, Everton have spent a hell of a lot of money, they've got the top manager in, so they're probably where I would have expected them to see, uh, to be. Josh, those two or, or somebody else performed well for you? I have West Ham, again, I think I think that sort of goes without saying, Um to be where they are, I think, you know, for the last few seasons, they've sort of been battling relegation up until the last six, seven games, and then they've sort of managed to to pull away every year. Um, so, yeah, definitely, without doubt for me, West Ham, they look really, a really strong team. They've brought in really good players as well, such as, you know, Suchek and players like that. So, they're, they're definitely over, overperforming. Um, when, when we say overperforming as well, you know, it's not a, it's not a disservice to anybody because it's when we won the league, you know, anything can happen. Um, also, it, it, it's probably going to, you know what, it's going to sound really, it's probably going to sound really, maybe sound bloody mental, but um, I want to put Fulham up there as well. I know they're in the relegation zone, but I'd say overperforming because for me, the first few games, they look terrible. Um, they, they look like they were just going to limp out of the league, but I think. For the performances they've put together the last couple of months, um, they're getting vital wins, as you saw on Sunday as well against Liverpool. They're overperforming for me because, for me personally, because I, I didn't think I didn't think they'd even be with a shout of staying up at this point in the season. I thought they'd be pretty much where Sheffield United are down. So, for me, um, I'd, I'd have to sort of I'd have to sort of put Fulham up there as well. For me personally, I'm that you know. Don't speak for everybody, but um, yeah, I, I think I think they're they're doing really well as well at the minute. I, I could see them staying up. Going I was going to add one more on there, actually, because I've, I've just put a, a little note here. From, I've actually really enjoyed watching Leeds United this year. Um, mm, every yeah. game that I've seen them play, the, the games that they're, they're involved in are absolutely fantastic. Um, and I think they've been absolutely a, a bit of a breath of fresh air to the Premier League this year. They're a bit fearless. They've gone out to try and win every game. Um yeah, I'm impressed with them. They they very much remind me of um, Tottenham Hotspur when they had our dealers as manager, which was basically, if we concede four, we're going to score five. Yeah. <laughs> Great to watch, though, aren't they? Great to yeah, watch. They, they laid that marker down, in the, and it was 4-3, I think, they lost to, to Liverpool in the first game. Um, yeah. they, they laid that marker down. But yes, yeah, probably again, newly promoted, probably better than than we would now. Now, had you asked me this time last season, and going now to the other side of the coin, the underperforming teams, I wouldn't have said Sheffield United would be anywhere near this. I'd have put them in the overperforming. But they've literally gone from one extreme. Oops, getting finger trigger happy there. Just get rid of that. They've gone from one extreme, Richard, to the other, and. They've really surprised me, to put it bluntly, how awful they are. I mean, long may it continue up until the weekend, at least. Um, but, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit surprising. I expected them not, not, not to win. But for me, the other team would be Burnley, who have struggled more than, than I would have expected them to. What about yourself for underperforming teams, Richard? Um I've gone for some bigger teams, to be honest. I've, I've gone for yeah. Liverpool and Arsenal because, you know, Liverpool, for the standards that they set last year or the last couple of seasons, and for them, I know they've had injuries from the start, but it's just, um, I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. And especially the home form that late has been shocking. Um, and Arsenal, I mean, again, massive club. I just don't think Arteta's... You know, he's, he's obviously not got it going for how he wants it to go, but they're just not performing for me. And the standards that they should be at is, uh, is well below par. Arsenal are very much treading water because they're pretty much in the same position as they were last season when Arteta, did he t I think he took out, did, was it full season last season? I'm not sure. But, you know, Arteta, no, he'd come in because he won them the FA Cup, didn't he? And... You'd expect them to move on from that being Arsenal, and and they, they haven't. So yeah, I, I, I can I can see what you mean there, Josh. Underperforming for yourself, 
Not that you're underperforming, of course. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, uh, as Richard said, I agree with him on Liverpool. Um, I didn't expect the drop-off in them at all. Um, I expected them, to, if they weren't going to win the league, I thought they'd be in with a shout. Um, for me, I think Wolves, Wolves are a team that have underperformed for me this season. Um, I think a lot of, me and myself included, a lot of people sort of had them to sort of be pushing for at least Europa League, um, mm-hmm. finishing fifth, maybe fourth, maybe breaking into the top four alongside ourselves. Um, so yeah, Wolves, I think. Chelsea haven't performed. I know. I know. You know they're starting to pick up results here, like now, um, the last few weeks. But they've underperformed. I think for the money they've spent, I expected them to at least be in the title race as well. Um, but the, the, the big one, the big one for me is 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 like Richie said, it, it's it's definitely Liverpool. I don't think anybody saw this drop off, and I think you know they've had it. I know just recently they've had you know a lot of personal issues with you know obviously Jurgen Klopp's mum died and Alisson the goalkeeper's dad died so thing, things like that are obviously going to have a big effect as well and it's, it, it, it is really sad so um, but yeah in Liverpool for me definitely I think Liverpool proving there that Prince Harry isn't the only one losing his title uh, this year um, <laughs> did I say that out loud <laughs> <laughs> Let's, um, moving on very quickly before before I get sued. Uh, I put good evil there. That was the only, the only graphic I can find. Managers <laughs> uh, are struggling this season. <laughs> I got you again, Josh, didn't it? I could have taken that further, but we won't, we'll move on. Two for me that have, well, three, I think, there for me. That, that, that have underperformed this season. Mourinho, I mean, he had Tottenham at the top of the league and they just just, just fell away. Moyes but has, has done extremely well the other side and pains me to say, but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, I mean, I, I generally like a manager, Richard By If I hate the manager, I hate the team. You know, and that <laughs> it's a strange scenario, but, you know, Newcastle, I loved when Kevin Keegan was there because I love Kevin Keegan and I love Ole... As, as a manager, again, um, they were earlier on, a bit like with Moyes, they were calling for the head, the fans hated him, but from where they were, they are actually second in the league. And for me, they've done well. Which managers, good or bad, uh, have stood out for you this season? Um, I think Brendan again for me, I know it's sort of yeah. personal note, but um, yeah. Brendan's yeah. really stood out. Yeah. Um, and Moyes as well. I think Moyes is, you know, as, as much as I'm not a, a fan of his managerial style, etc., or the way he comes across, but for me, he's getting results. Um, and on the on the flip side, the ones that I think Arteta, I think he's struggling. I think he's whatever he's bought's not worked, um, and I think the writing's on the wall for him. If I'm honest with you, if he doesn't. Perform in the latter half of this season, I think you might be struggling. And Josh, I mean, be careful what you wish for. Potocino was 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 sacked. Um, they got Mourinho in. Good start, falling away now. Is that is it good or bad for you? Or you know, again, you know, for yourself, who did you choose for this? I didn't choose Mourinho for underperforming. Really. I mean, I, I, I like Mourinho because he's box office, isn't he? And I know he, that, that that sort of phrase gets put on him quite a bit, but he's always entertaining to watch. And, you know, whether he's winning or losing, he's as arrogant as they come. So I do really like Mourinho. Um, over, what I say overperforming managers? Managers that really impressed me. I think I'll, I'll go back to what Rich said earlier about Leeds. I think Bielsa's come into come into the Premier League and he's not changed the way he hasn't changed the way he played at all and I think that can either go one or two ways you know you think Norwich they came up a couple of seasons ago they didn't they didn't change the way they played but it didn't work for them and I think Bielsa's done really well with Leeds to you know it's swashbuckling football really you know it's a case of well if we we score if you score three we're going to try and score four so that's been good and he, he I think the thing is with Bielsa as well. He's got he's got a good history of management behind him anyway. So, but um, he's 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 definitely impressed me. Um, underperforming again. It's might be a bit of a controversial one, but I think I'm going to go for the Brighton manager. I think um, they play good football, but by this, I think, and, and I think by sort of this stage of the season, I, I, 
I definitely expected them to not really be in, in the relegation conversation, but they are. You know, it, what is it? Are they like one point now? I think they might be level on points for Fulham, yeah. something like that. So, and for the, I think he got a decent length of contract as well given to him. So I think even as Brighton fans, you know, he's, you're watching decent football. As we saw on Saturday, you know, they, they do play some good attacking football, but if you're not getting results, it does, sadly, it doesn't count for anything. So I'll put the Brighton manager, yeah, Potter up there as well, definitely. They're three goals slightly better off than Fulham, but they're certainly, other than that, exactly the same points. They've really been dragged into it. Just to swap it round a little bit now, Richard, um, we're going to look at the top four in a second because I think that's a bit more harder to choose. But the teams that you think are going to... Oops, that is the wrong one. I've got it in the right order. Sorry, no, it's me. Uh, I've been drinking. I'm not going to lie. So the teams that are going to be relegated this year. I mean, I think there's two that are, I've got to be honest with you, nailed on. I think, you know, unless they perform a great escape greater than, than we had as a person, United are, are, are dead and buried. Uh, I think West Brom will go down as well. Um, shows what happens when you sort of don't give a manager a chance, eh, West Brom? Then it's really difficult to to choose, you know, Fulham, Brighton, Newcastle, uh, Burnley, even Southampton up in 14th aren't, aren't out of it. If I've got to say one that I'd, I'd like to see join the other two, it's Newcastle because I like to see the big clubs struggle and I like to see the little clubs do well. I always used to think like Leicester, you know, we used to think of ourselves as a little club. So I guess for me, it would be those three. What about yourself, Richard? Who do you think is going to go down? Yeah, Sheffield United, West Brom for me are, are pretty much doomed. Um, and I, I would like to see Fulham stay up, if I'm honest with you. I like the club. Um, I like what he's doing there. Um, and I'd love to see him there for another season uh, in, the, in the Premier League. So, yeah, there's a few that could get slipped into it, but I think I think Brighton are just possibly going to slide away. I do. As much, they had a decent start to the season as well, didn't they? Yeah. In the first few games, they won. Um, but I just feel like, as, you know, they weren't bad on, on Saturday, but they're not winning. They can't win games, can they? They can't win them scrappy I games. I think they've created more goals, or not created. They've had more efforts and not scored than any other team team in yeah, the division. So if, if you're not scoring, that, yeah. that's the problem. Um, yeah. I've got somebody agreeing with me here, uh, which makes a change. I've got to be honest with you, Jamie. Thanks for that, mate. The check's in the post. Uh, Newcastle to go down. That would be very... Well, i say from a personal point of view... Just because I think Ashley needs to go, I don't think he's, he's doing much for the club there. Um, Josh, you're three to go down. It goes without saying it's going to be Sheffield, West Brom, um, two definite ones to go down. Um, I think Fulham are going to do it, I think they're going to stay up. And as I agree with Richard totally, I, I really want them to stay up, I think from when you watch them play they do play some really good football I'm really impressed with them on Sunday against Liverpool I thought they were fantastic yeah. um, I think it's it's a toss up between Brighton or Newcastle personally I don't agree with you I don't want Newcastle to go down because I've got a bit of a soft spot for Newcastle but I think I, I think it's them that's going to go down unfortunately I just I, I think to do with any Saturday nights out you've had up there and no, 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 nothing like that. I've, I've, I've just, I've always not minded Newcastle. I think you know they're a massive club, and I think you know from the days when, like I say, when they had Keegan in charge and they had David Ginola and people like that, they've always sort of played good football. But it's they just this season they've just been absolutely dreadful, and I, th I, th I think they are going to go down. I really do. I think I think Fulham will um, Fulham will scrape it, and Brighton will scrape it. So it's, I think it's going to be Newcastle, West Brom, and Sheffield United. We'll, we'll revisit this at the uh, at the end of the season very very quickly now because I, I we've gone on to the longer than than we, we I thought we well we, we like talking football talk football we go on forever so very very quickly top four in Europe Richard who's going to be in your top four Man City Man U and then uh, it says all Chelsea so I'm just kind of I think Chelsea might just 
Pippa's the third. <laughs> Hate to say yeah. it. I'd take four. I mean, we said before, didn't we, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. If you're not going to win yeah. it, and Man City, yeah. let's be honest with you, it would take a massive implosion for them to lose it. It doesn't matter whether you're second or fourth, you know. And and if one of the teams wins Europa League, it might even go further. But your your top four, uh, Man City, United. I'm. You know what? Just to be different, I'm going to go as I'm going to go as to finish third. And Chelsea fourth. Do you know Fingers what? Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I pick the same four teams, but I have a good. Way. I do agree with Richard. I've gone City top, United second. Uh, I think Chelsea will pip us just because it's Leicester. And let's face it, there's yeah. not a team like Leicester for shooting itself in the foot. And um, Leicester fourth and Champions League next season. Guys, I'm going to say thank you very much to you, first of all, Josh. Thanks for coming on again, even though it wasn't your we were talking about. I'll see you. Is it Sunday we play this week? I think it is. I shall see you pre-game on Sunday. That's it, mate. Thanks a lot, Josh. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers, mate. See you later, guys. Cheers. And Richard, thanks so much for coming on. Just to say, if anybody wants um grab truck or skip hire, Richard's your man. Uh, Bash Skip Hire is your company? Indeed, yeah. For the last yeah. 15 years. So, yeah. yeah. If anybody needs anything, we can help you. There's money in rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> numbers there been running and the, and the website address there uh, 014-55-209-149 and bashskiphigh.co.uk if you need any skips anything like that uh, Richard is your man Richard thank you so much sorry it went on a little bit longer than we planned um, but thank you for joining us and would be great to have you on again sometime if you if you are ever free absolutely Chris yeah I really enjoyed it thanks for having me on Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, mate. You take care. All the best to your family and stay safe. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, thanks to Richard there for coming on. Uh, that was great to have him on. It's always nice to have an ex-player on because they do see things differently to um, to us as fans. That You could say they say things, see things better, really, couldn't you? Because <laughs> they know how, how these things run. Um Cheers to, cheers to the bronze plumber there. Thanks very much for joining us, uh, mate. And um, hope you uh, are sorting all your leaks out, as they say. Um, and I just want to say um, final one, and I've just lost the comment here. But final one for Jamie. Thanks very much, Jamie. Uh, top four, as it is now, no particular order. I think we've all kind of uh, looked at that and said that. Thanks for joining us, chaps. Been a bit different. No game to talk about. Would have been lovely to talk about Leicester uh, versus Rangers. Not to be. We will be back uh, for the weekend game. We'll be back on Friday. Me and Craig doing the preview show. Uh, hopefully joined by Steve Linex if he's free. I know he's been, been working really hard, so he's not been free. Uh, but uh, if you can join us Friday at 7 o'clock, we'll be looking ahead to uh, the Sheffield United at home. Let's hope we can carry on the winning ways. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for joining in. Thanks to Josh and thanks so much to Richard for joining us. It was great to have them on. Take care, guys, and I will see you Friday at 7 o'clock. Good night. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.